trade seems like a profitable one at the moment when you enter her, but you will only know the results after it happens. Yeah, in fact, you know, here's what I do. I, I have the opposite, I actually have the opposite uh, um, thought process, right? I, I assume, whenever I place a trade, I assume it's a loser. And I don't know if it's, it's always been my, I, I'm always, I'm not pessimistic, but I always plan for the worst. I plan and prepare for the worst. So in my mind, I always run through worst case scenarios and, and plan my way out of it. So that's probably the reason for it. But it's also, it, it, it's also kind of like a gambling reference, right? I, I look at the markets, right? I know my rules. And I know that once I enter a trade, right? Unless, I, I, can't, I can't do anything about it until a rule is met, right? Is that correct, guys? I mean, I can manage it and whatnot, but once it's in there, I'm not supposed to move stops, you know, unless I'm managing it by my rules. I'm not supposed to take targets early, right? So I look at a trade as being similar to the craps table, which I've been away from for far too long, right? When I enter a trade, I'm sliding my chips or the poker table, you can say, I'm sliding my chips into the middle of the circle, into the middle of the table. Now, for you poker players out there, once you slide your chips in, can you take them back? Guys still alive out there? Oh, there we go. My chat stopped. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I look at I look at this I look at it the same way as, as as that. So once I'm in a trade, whatever I've whatever chips I've I put into that trade, which which would be whatever my risk is, so like 40 pips, for example, once I entered a trade, I've lost 40 pips. Those 40 pips are gone because technically they're out of my account and they're into the market, right? They're out of the safety of my account, safety being a relative word, into the market. So they're gone. Now, I may lose all of them. I may lose some of them. I may gain more chips back. But as soon as I place that trade, the first thing that goes into my head is it's, it's it, I don't want to say a loss because that's, that's, you know, it, it's, that's the investment I made. That, that's the cost of doing business. I, I have put out X amount of money to purchase a product, if you want to take it in more of a, a conventional business approach. I have put out X amount of money to purchase a product in hopes that I, that product will produce me more profit than what I originally put out. So that's always my mindset. Um, and, I, and I think that helps. It helps dealing with losses because if you can accept that that money is not yours, as soon as you place the trade, it's not going to hurt as much when you, when you, if you lose, right? I think what, what tears people up psychologically is that they enter a trade and they assume they're going to win, right? They enter a trade and they start, they start counting the profits already. Oh yeah, it's going to be a hundred pip winner. Oh yeah, right? Oh yeah. And then it turns around and it becomes a 50 pip loser. Now they're devastated. They're like, oh no, like I already went on Amazon. I started buying stuff with the, with the, the pips I made and, and now, right? goes back to a, a bigger issue. Um, I don't know the numbers overseas. I, I, I got to remember numbers here, but um, it's shockingly, it, it's shockingly depressing, actually, how little the average American has in their savings account. And it's no different from people spending with credit cards. They're, they're spending money they don't have. 
they're spending their future money they don't they, that they haven't come in yet, right? The difference between like uh, you know rich and wealthy, right? Wealth is time. Rich is just your monetary figure at the time, right? People that are living paycheck to paycheck, they're they're buying something on that that platinum American Express, right? Assuming that that next paycheck's going to come in, and they'll be able to cover it. Sometimes that paycheck doesn't come in. Then what happened? They've already spent the money before they actually had it. Now they're in trouble. So that, that's, always, that's always been my mindset. I, I, I count it as a loss. It lost. Boom. It's over. And that helps me handle those losses a lot better because it, it, it's, I've, already, I've already mentally accepted it. I've already mentally accepted the risk. But why people don't understand this, uh, based on the importance of money and using credit card, um, they're not educated. No one teaches you how to use money. That's why. Very simple answer. No one teaches you how to, how to use money. They don't teach money management. They don't teach balancing. They don't teach investing. They don't teach it. That's why. If they taught it, people would know. People will be more responsible. However, certain parties probably don't want people to be more responsible. The dumber you are, the easier it is for you to be led. Yeah. Imagine if everyone was financially responsible. Who would, who would be hurt the most? Exactly. Exactly. This, this sounds harsh, right? We had a conversation a while ago about, um, and I, I understand it. We had, we had a conversation a while ago about my real estate business. And, and we were talking about how I got started during, um, really during kind of like the recession and whatnot. And the recession was, it was a blessing to be able to start a real estate business during the recession. Why? For two reasons. Why? And our main philosophy is, is rental, not, not flipping. Right? One, things are cheaper. Things are cheaper. You got cheap houses. You have desperate sellers. Right? People can't afford their mortgage. They need to sell. Right? Horrible for them. I know. Horrible for them. Good for the buyer. The wife and I, we bought the, the house we currently live in. We, we, this house was too expensive for us. It was about, it was about, it was about $50,000, $53,000 more expensive than what we wanted to spend on the house. However, it was a desperate seller. And we got it $50,000 cheaper than what it was actually worth. So investment-wise, it made sense. Right? But one, houses were cheap. Desperate sellers, buy them up, come in with cash, get them. At the same time, it was harder for people to get loans. So when you can't get loans, you can't buy a house. When you can't buy a house, you need to live somewhere. What do you do? You rent. When there's a high demand, we talked about hunting yesterday, supply and demand. When there's a high demand for rental properties, and the demand outweighs the supply, what does that do to prices? You can charge more. 
right? Again, we've got, we've got, we've got a house that's worth, it's probably worth $25,000. I think we bought it for 21, we bought it for like 17, right? It gets $850 a month for rent, which is ridiculous. $850 a month for rent on a $25,000 house. You do the math on that. When our, when our property, man, I, I, I didn't, I'm, I'm not good at that stuff because I, I kind of have morals and I'm like, I'm like, ooh, I wouldn't want to pay that much for this house in this area. But the property manager came in and said, hey, this is what the market value is. We can get this much. I think we can ask for more. I'm like, well, okay, go for it. And you know the property manager, they, they, want, they, want, they want their percentage, so they always want to ask for more, but they got more. I thought 700 would be cool. They came in like, yeah, 850. All right, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no doubt. So it's, it's, it, it, was, it was a good time. It was a good time. Um, same thing in the stock market, right? Everything was, once the sell-off happened, <clears throat> I kind of got involved in the stock market once everything started getting cheap. So I was able to invest. I, I got, well, I got in kind of both areas. I got in right before everything dropped off. And then I was able to kind of double down on what I had once everything did drop off. So I had some, I had some, and I don't know if it's, it, I don't want to call it luck. There was some skill involved, but I was lucky enough to be in, in, to get started in the market before everything went crazy at like the very last thrust of the uptrend before the, the sell-off. So I was able to make some money on the way up. I sold because I was a, you know, a nervous wreck. And every time I made any amount of money, I, I would sell it and liquidate my assets. Um, and then when everything dropped, I just bought the same things over again for like a 50% discount. Right. I remember a stock called Joy Global, right? A mining company. I bought it probably about a year in advance. They were, they were, they, they had won a contract in China. China's the biggest coal mining country. Uh, and they had won the contract there. So you put two and two together and I bought it originally, I think at like 50 bucks a pop, bought it at 50 bucks a share. Um, and it went up to like 70. Oh, I sold it, made some money, right? Right. I didn't sell all of it. I sold, I sold the majority of it at 70, 75, something like that. Then it came back down to about um, 30. It came, it came back down to obviously 50 first. I think I bought some more at 50. And then it came down to 30. What do you think happened at 30? I just bought some more. And then eventually it went, it went up again and I sold it all. So I think I just got in at a good time. That's why you always hear me say, I don't know if I was a good investor, if I was just lucky. Um, but the more I think about it, you know, it's, it's not, you still have to be able to take advantage of it, right? If you have a, you know, if, if you're one-on-one -on -one heading towards a goal, you still got to sink the shot. If your wide receiver is running and the cornerback falls down, he's wide open, the quarterback still has to make the throw, the receiver still has to make the catch. So it's, it's you know, I think I'm going to get away from saying I was lucky. I was just in a good moment. Um, yes, I was in a good moment, moment, but I did, I, maybe I should give myself more credit. I did take advantage of that moment. So maybe I'll start giving myself some more credit. If you guys haven't noticed my thing is I don't, I don't ever want to kind of, I don't like saying I'm successful. So I always try to way, find a way to not think that way. Probably not the best mindset, but it works for me. Anyway, landlords are charging to view houses in Ireland. Gosh, it's a big house shortage. Sheesh. Um, you can buy a house for uh, 25 euros. Uh, wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't buy you a shed in the UK. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the same thing. Everyone's shocked when I say you can get a house for 25, 17. It's, it's not the norm. Don't get me wrong. It's not like there's not an abundance of $20,000 houses. 
going out there. But just like trading, you look for you look for good deals. You do your work, you'll find you'll find a a, a good deal. And that that good deal could be twenty thousand. That good deal could be fifty thousand. That good deal could be a hundred thousand. But yeah, I'm not saying you can't just your average person wouldn't just be able to go around and find these houses. But this is why you don't work with the average person. You work with professionals, right? My partner is a professional, right? He's going to be a broker soon. This is what he does, right? Our job is to analyze the market and find good trading opportunities. His job is to analyze the real estate market and find good investment opportunities. And if it means digging through a, a hundred properties to find one potential, that's what he does. And then the key is you got to move quick. You get that call. He gives you that call. You got you to be able to make a decision quick. And that's why you have rules. You have a rules-based system for what you buy and what you don't buy. You go through the checklist. Do, 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 do. Meets rules. Let's do it. All right. So let's go to this, this uh, dollar again here. You can see flag pattern breaking out. We do the ECB press conference in 15 minutes. 